first of four podcasts today. First of four. You go really great. You got to believe. It'll be. I'm. I'm excited because we have two people coming into the office for podcast. Well, I think this is like how. Well, on one hand, this is how it's gonna feel. Just like, oh yeah, we have people coming into the office. We're doing podcasts. Like that's really exciting. Yeah. Also, we're gonna have a lot of days like this. Yeah, and that's fine. Yeah. I mean, I, but also the 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 past few weeks have been really screwed up for my schedule wise. Mm. And like what I'm doing right now is not even close to sustainable. <laughs> no, no, no. It's, it's going to have to smooth out a little bit. I was just thinking the other day, I was like, I need a day off because <laughs> last day off I had was New Year's. Yeah. And uh, there's no days off in the future here. Oof. So. I mean, when I, when I look back to the last, um, I don't know, three weeks, are we? Yeah. It's been three weeks of January basically at this point. When I look back at those, the only thing that's like super out of the ordinary is you going to Saudi Arabia for what, nine days. Or, mm-hmm. And so even though like some of these other trips are probably like there's versions of that all the time, to me, that's the one that seems like that's not typically going to get inserted into every month. No, I, I'm looking into Europe right now, end of April, mm-hmm. actually pretty seriously um, and have some really cool stuff. On really? Yeah. Nice. For Switzerland, France, and maybe Austria, potentially Germany too. Not totally sure yet, but um, that whole thing came together this past week. Really? Yeah, that's what I'm excited about. Who's your Who's your contact? Or, uh, or just few, like how did that start drumming it's, up? It's been a few different people. Mm-hmm. So there's this guy Chris. Uh, I forget his last name, but Chris with Awesome Earth Movers, and he uh, runs a big channel online. Okay, yeah, yeah, I've seen that. Um, and he, 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 he's done it for 10 years plus. This guy, he lives for making videos of heavy, heavy equipment. He was doing it way before I was yeah. doing it. And um, we, we've, we've always talked back and forth, and he's out of Britain. So he, he created a magazine, an industry magazine, about six months ago. That's very cool. Oh, cool. Yeah. And he uh, so was traveling across Europe to populate his magazine with good content. Mm-hmm. So he's meeting with all these construction, demolition, mining companies. Yeah. I just reached out to him like, hey, I want to go see Europe. What should I go see? And then he's like, oh, I'll just add you to the WhatsApp group. And it's, <laughs> and he introduced me in the WhatsApp group and it's, hi, you know, my name's so-and-so from this company. We would love to have you. Hi, my name's so-and-so oh, fun, from this company. Dude. We would love to have you. I'm like, wow, this is pretty neat. Yeah. So, and they're, these are big time, big time companies. Big time. Well, you got to think they've been doing construction out in that part of the world for a lot longer than they've been doing it in our part of the world. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. It's, it's, and it's, they're just uh, further ahead when it comes to technology and equipment than the United States is. Interesting. The stuff they use is, is pretty impressive. Is, you know, we were talking about um, like equipment manufacturers last week. I don't know, remember which internal or or dirt talk, but. Mm Um, in like the rest of the world, is Cat still like the number one major player? Not necessarily. So in Europe, you have Liebherr, which is a big yeah, player. I've seen you post about that. Before. Yeah, Liebherr, Volvo, um, Hitachi's big over there. Caterpillar's big, kind of everywhere, but also there's a lot of other brands. A lot of other brands. Mm-hmm. 
And there's a lot of brands. Like well, when you, I was in all those brands you said, you see them in America too. Yeah. Well, I saw a lot of brands in Saudi Arabia that I have never seen before. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. They're all Chinese brands. That makes sense. Yeah. So they go, the, the thinking is they just buy these excavators because they just need an excavator today. They don't really care about an excavator a year from now. They'll figure that out. So they'll just buy as cheap of excavators as they can find, as many as they can get, just beat the piss out of them, mm-hmm. and then essentially just throw them away. And is that just like a difference in approach between what you see in America versus that? Yeah, big time. I mean, some people do treat equipment as tools sure. here, but um, for the most part, everybody is pretty responsible with equipment. That's, so, that's an interesting thing to be like, we almost don't care what the brand is. We almost don't care, you know, how long it's going to last us because we need them today. Yeah. There's no brand we'll loyalty. Just, we'll just get whatever we can get and we'll, you know, hammer it until it can't run anymore and just that's get it. more. That's it. Just keep buying more because they're making so much money in these jobs. It's like, they, that's just how they bid the job. Yeah. They just bid the job assuming they're going to discard the equipment. <laughs> you, were, you were talking about that too yeah. with, uh, in Saudi with, you know, like obviously they're doing construction in sand, which sand probably not great long-term for equipment. Yeah. Um, that you're just like, well, they just build that cost into what yeah. they're doing. Yeah. They just so throw the machine sense. away. Yeah. Or just get a new undercarriage when they're done. <laughs> I don't know. Oh, I was thinking, I was talking to Dan Randy the other day. Is there a good reason why we couldn't publish these internal podcasts every week? No, I think our approach would have to be a little different. It would have to be a little different, but I'm thinking of using video format to address some specific things. Sure. Pub- publicly? Or- no, internally. Yeah, okay. You did. You were talking about that a little bit when you recorded something with Matt for like the yes. all-hands call. Yeah. Yeah. I... And that wasn't at all thought through. That sure, sure. Just you just like, sat down and met it. We need to make video. But I want to be doing that weekly now. Okay. And that is probably a better format for me to talk about very specific things to the company. Mm-hmm. But the internal podcast, I feel like we could just publish it because I think it'll do more good than harm if we just put it out into the world. And and the the you like addressing like the camera in that way that's like not a call Yeah, that you could just like send out in an email or, you know, we watched it like over the call, which was weird. Weirdly, we did not get to, we, we didn't see the great video quality of what he actually did because we watched it sure. on someone's shared screen. Yeah. Um, but I think that would like separate a little more the stuff we say here that is mostly not proprietary, but just like for us that like, yeah, we don't really necessarily need to be talking to other people. Um, it would change our approach a little bit, but not a ton. I I don't think, I mean, I'd still, I think we do this for the purpose of internal communication, mm-hmm. but if someone wants to listen to it, they want to listen to it. Yeah. But then I like, um, you know, say we sit down today and we're, we're talking about, oh, we're really, we're about to hire this guy and he's still working, you know, working it out with his company, but he hasn't really made it public yet. Sure. His name is such and such and he's doing, you know, like. Yeah. But we don't even, we don't do that kind we've of We've done stuff. a little bit of that. A little bit. But not much. But that's what I'm saying. It's like, there's a couple things we'd have to be like, all right, those are just not for the internal podcast at this point. Correct. Um, but, you know, those things maybe make more sense on, like you said, like almost you like direct addressing the camera or however we want to do that. Yeah. I, I think we take the stuff that is specifically for the, like 
say strategy, for example, that is like, nah, there's no reason for this to be out right now. We're, we just need to coordinate internally, uh, take that to a different format, which I think is video. And then the podcast is we just integrate it within what we're already doing with Dirt Talk, but still do this weekly and still have internal questions. Yeah. I think it provides a lot of insight as far as how we're building our business. It brings people along for hiring. Uh-huh. I think this is a fantastic hiring tool. I think this Dirt is, Talk as, it's, as itself, you mean. But the or internal podcast, like for a new the hire. The content itself. Okay, I get what you're saying. Yeah, yeah. Like if you want to go work for a company, you want to learn about that company. Imagine learning, uh, listening to this internal podcast about BuildWit before coming to work for BuildWit. Provides you a ton of insight as mm-hmm. far as, huh, that might be a company I want to work for. Yeah. I just see their, I, I see their, and then, and then it just gets more people you know, in theory, rooting for us as they're like, they're, we're just bringing them right along. Yeah. We're, they're like, whoa, they're, we're really seeing how they're building the company and how they're thinking about things and what kind of questions their people are asking. And mm-hmm. that's cool. I feel like I'd want to think about, um, like how we deliver it in terms of like, is it a, a fully separate feed? Cause like there's some stuff that's like, we've put on the internal podcast before that like probably don't want to just publish the whole thing up to now. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it would be going forward. Yeah. That's and an I, interesting I think thought. we just put it all in one. Yeah. That's we could think about. Yeah, yeah. Internal podcast. Yeah. I mean, there's some, there's some technical stuff that I just like would want to think out, but I like mm-hmm. that idea. Okay. That's interesting to me. Good. Well, what's on your mind today, Alex? Um, recording a lot of podcasts today, sure. which is fun. Um, something I've been thinking about with the internal podcast where we are right now, mm-hmm. we're inside of it. We're, we're in the metaverse, the yeah. internal verse, um, is what other kinds of, uh, value and information can we put on the build with internal podcast? That is not you and me answering employee questions or talking about happenings at build with. Sure. And I don't really have an answer for that right now, mm-hmm. but that's something I've been thinking about all weekend is, mm-hmm. um, are there other, I want to say like segments or whatever, but like, is this the best way we can deliver value this way? And I don't know that I don't know the answer to that right now, but it's something I'm thinking about. Yeah. I mean, we're just kind of doing We've it. We've just been doing it. Yeah. And I, th- and I think there's a lot of, of good here. Um, I think we're. I've, I've, I hear zero feedback about this. Like, I don't, I don't hear a fucking peep mm-hmm. about the internal podcast. That, at all. I've maybe heard over the course of us doing it, maybe one piece of feedback. I listened to the internal podcast. It was great. Otherwise, I don't hear anything about yeah. it. So I, I don't, I have no clue, no clue what kind of value this creates. But I genuinely believe this creates a lot of value. It's like I want to, I want to deliver the most value. And I, if there are potential other segments we can work in here, that's great. Yeah. But also the, the, you know, kiss principle comes into play as well. And I like how we're, it's just a simple format. We well, shoot, and we've we done shoot this, the poop. We we've done the same thing to Dirt happening. Talk too. Yeah, correct. Remember I used to write out a, an outline for Monday Dirt Talk episodes. Yeah. And eventually it was like, this is pointless. And I think this if isn't we, good for us. if we make it too structured, then it, it, you're, it just becomes less, uh, like maybe, maybe it could be on paper more valuable if, if it's structured, mm-hmm. but it'll probably be less listened to if it's less, 
if it's just a little bit more. Sure. Like I've listened to other company podcasts and they're, they're difficult to listen to. Yeah, they're dry. (laughs) Because they're, you could, they're working off of a list and they're Mm -hmm. trying to hit all these topics. And I, I get, I get that, but to bring someone along for an hour at that cadence, there's just no way. Mm -mm. There's no way. And so you're completely defeating the point of the internal podcast by trying to make it as valuable as you can. For it's sure. this weird, uh, it's like an oxymoron. I don't, I don't know. Mm-hmm. I think part of why I'm thinking about it this way is um, when we were recording last week, I feel like I asked a question that was not something I was thinking about, but felt like people had said things like that. Just mm-hmm. like in passing that, I was like, oh, I want to make sure that I ask a question from this point of view. Um, and I think maybe there's value, like f- broadly speaking, you don't have your hand on every part of the business at this point. No. Like you do not. No, not at all. And so, you know, we, we've talked at length, I think now on, you know, we all have what we should be worrying about and there's plenty of stuff we just shouldn't be worried about. If it's not on our plate, we don't need to add it to our plate for the most part. Sure. Broadly, everybody. Um. But like, I think that, you know, on our all hands call that we had on Thursday, Friday, whenever that was, um, where different departments like did a little bit of a presentation on kind of here's what, what's going on with us. Here's some of the people we brought on. Here's some people who've switched roles into in this. I think that was a home run for people. I think sure. that was like, wow, like I did not know that that's so exciting. So I think like if there's a little bit of that, I can come up with a way to tie into what we're doing without you being like, uh, yeah, that's what I've heard from uh, Skyler. That's really yeah, cool. So here is uh, Alan's report today, everybody. Yeah. And so we don't, number one, not <laughs> nearly that dialed in, yeah. but somehow to, you know, maybe once a month have on somebody else. Sure. I don't know. It's just something I'm thinking about. Yeah, I think there's I, a, there's a way to shake it up a little bit while keeping what like has worked for us Yeah. and like protecting the purity of that part. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm all for trying different things, Yeah. but I do. Social media has taught me it's like you do kind of have to protect what's making things special at the same time yeah. because there are so many, uh, so many, uh, uh, what's the word? Uh, just you want to be, there's a lot of things trying to pull you in a lot of different other directions. Mm-hmm. And you're most successful when you just, nope, this is what's what's really made this this and I'm just going to stick to it. Yeah. And temptations was the word. I'm with, just, I'm with you, I'm with you. It becomes tempting to, start to to pull it into different directions and then it becomes this more and more and more complex and then you're working against your keep it simple stupid mm-hmm. which is why it's a value yeah so but i mean i'm just here i just sit down you just show you up could, you talk. could you could say hey we're talking about this today and say like, that's fantastic you, great you're my hostage in a way yeah i don't you have to talk about what i said yeah, you, you're, you're my shepherd i'm the sheep um i feel like we've had we've had a couple questions mm-hmm. where i'll ask it and you'll be like oh and I'll start to say, I mean, we can just cut it. And then you just dive in anyway. You're like, all right, <laughs> just go. It's like, all right. I, yeah. We'll just, just, go. just tell me what you want. No me. big deal. But it, um, I mean, do you hear feedback about the internal podcast? I do. I see more. Well received. Yeah. And honestly, it kind of surprises me. Um, and I'm not, this is not from a place of like false humility or anything like that. There are, I know, I just, I'm always going to be anything that I put out into the world that's like, even a little bit um, creative mm-hmm. and not um, more technical. Like this, 
obviously there are techno aspects to putting this together, but also like, um, I'm honest and like, I, I try to come up with ways for, for other people to enjoy it. Like there's all those pieces. And so when I put this out into the world, like I'm going to be a little, I'm gonna have some personal, like emotional attachment to it. Sure. And so, um, there are parts of me sometimes where I'm like, oh, maybe I don't want to really hear any feedback. Hopefully people just like it and they don't have to think about that. Um, but I'll get feedback or people will mention things. I'm like, oh, oh, they do. People do get something out of this. And maybe that's not everybody at our company and that's fine. I don't need to be like, you know, how do I serve every single person who works here? And if, well, if everybody likes it except this person, I better come up with a way for this person to like it too. Like that. Yeah. That's just yeah, unrealistic. That person, you know who you are. You know who you are. Um, <laughs> but I mean, I feel like I've got a lot of really, really positive feedback. And especially when I do the episodes with, um, when I talk to somebody else, like just yeah. talking about their story. Yeah. Yeah. That's always a really great conversation for me. And afterwards, they're like, sure. that was really easy. That was really fun. Like, and like, I get a lot of positive feedback from the person oh, who does it. Oh, yeah. But also, like, when people say like, yeah, I really enjoyed so-and-so's episode. I can't wait to do mine. Mm-hmm. Like that's, that makes me feel really good. It's like, okay, I'm, I'm, that's not, I wouldn't say it's a labor of love, but it's like this, that those episodes specifically, but the Build It Internal podcast, sure. um, but like that we do this in service of those people. Sure. And so, um, yeah, I mean, I, I'm constantly just looking for ways to, to serve our team in that way. And so when I get positive feedback, like I'm, both like personally touched, but also like encouraged that like the work I'm doing here, which is my full-time job mm-hmm. um, is, is going over in a way that uh, is pretty positive. It really matters. You know? Yeah. And if you don't yeah. like it and you have like real feedback, please let me know. I might, my feelings might be hurt that day, but later I'll feel good about it. Well, my feelings won't be hurt. No. Yeah. You're good with it. You just show up anyway. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm good to go. Um, cool. Well, I do have an internal podcast question, believe it or not. Wow. From a, a new person. What even. a concept. Build it an internal podcast. We have a question from Andrew Schmees. That's great. From the software team. I don't remember his exact title. Actually, I can tell you. Director of Product Delivery. Um, <laughs> seems like a cool guy. Um, he says, and if you can't answer this because this might be a little technical. Mm-hmm. Cool. He says, I was curious why our 401k was set up as a 50% match up to 10% for a cap of 5% instead of a straight match of 5%. From the company's perspective, either way, the same amount is contributed towards an employee's retirement. It would be wise for an employee to save 15% of their income. But this does take away a bit of freedom in how that saving is accomplished. So the way it was set up was, it's basically the, the premise is, you have to kick in money for us to kick in money. It's like, I want there to be some skin in the game, was how, the, how it was intended. Mm-hmm. So... Can you read that again? Yeah. So I can just. So what he's, asking, what he's asking is, um, if why not you guys match five percent? I see you guys, the company. Yeah. We're, yeah. we're all in this. Yeah. Um, if why doesn't the ca- the company put in five percent when we put in five percent? Um, versus why do I have to put ten percent in for the company to put in just five percent? There's a reason for this but I'm so past 401k right now sure. that I don't know the reason for there it. There was a time when you were really thinking hard I, on I, it. I knew exactly why. Um, and I, I, I understand why he's bringing that up. Because okay, so, I, I, so where you want to be, I think, I think it's coming back to me. Okay. 
you want to be putting away about the sweet spots, about 12% a year into a 401k to adequately be saving for retirement. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of where you want to be. And, and over is good. Under, you know, if, if your circumstances dictate that, that's fine. But 12% is really where you need to be to have adequate money when you, upon retirement. Mm-hmm. And, it, and there's a million different variables there. But that is just kind of the, 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 the number to shoot for. Yeah, so, and that's all attached to your age too. You know, if you, yes. you start later, you're more aggressive. So we wanted to set up a program that basically incentivized people to get as close or past that 12% as possible because it's in their best interest mm-hmm. to save for their retirement. Sure, sure, but, sure. But it's their retirement. It's their life. And so they're, and I'm a big believer in personal responsibility. Mm-hmm. So I wanted a 401k program where the company does put money in. We're happy to help here, but it's your retirement. So I wanted to create a situation in which you do have to contribute a significant sum of money to get our entirety, uh, our entire contribution. What you're going to put into it. Exactly. So in theory, so if you go all the way up to the 10%, we kick in 5%, that puts you at 15%. You're over that 12%. And now you're in theory, much better off upon the later years in your life mm-hmm. because you're saving an adequate amount for your retirement. And of course, like the, the short term of that is you have a little bit less liquid cash that, yes, but correct. that's what I mean. You, that's why you're investing. You're putting that money up later for exactly. exactly right now. Exactly. So it was, we, we built it to create that behavior and, and, and leverage personal responsibility. It's okay. Yeah. If you, want a great retirement, you need to save. And so, but, you know, just allowing everybody to operate financially based on whatever they feel is not the best practice either Mm -hmm. because uh, people kick the can down the road when it comes to retirement and a majority of America has almost no retirement savings whatsoever. So we created a plan that incentivizes doesn't require people to put in, but strongly incentivizes people to put in a substantial amount to get our money as well. And then that puts them, it, 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 it makes them win. You know, I, I designed everything about the 401k program. I sat down, uh, assured equity management. And I said, I want this program to be the best for our people. I don't care about the benefits to me as the business. And Usually, 401k programs are created to benefit the business. They're not about the people. They're not about retirement. Mm-hmm. They're, it's, it's all about the company in a lot of different ways. And I didn't even know about that before I got into 401k planning. Is there, are there uh, like tax benefits for companies to yes. put in that 5% or yeah. whatever? Yeah. Makes sense. So in, in how it's designed, and there's, there's a lot of different ways you, you can structure a 401k program to strongly benefit the business. Or strongly benefit. Someone's grilling, I think, behind us. But it's not in our space. Not in our space. Love sharing. Super space good. With somebody. Yep. Um, so I, I, um, bear with you know. Sorry, I couldn't explain that very clearly at first because I had to somewhat think about it. Yeah, we had to we had to jog. But that memory but loose. yeah, just 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 let it be known that and and I said this when we rolled our four hundred one k program out. But I told them, I want this to be the best we can possibly do today for our people. 
Is it is it the best 401k program ever? No, it's not because we're a we're a startup. We're a small business. We're trying to do our best. And if you look at the 401k contributions we're making, it's a substantial sum of money that would frankly be better off within our business and growing our business. Yeah. But we need to prioritize other things beyond just the growth of our business. And we need to first prioritize our people because our people create the growth in our business to begin with. So the 401k program we have is the best we could possibly do at the time we were creating it, which was early last year. It is subject to change over the next few years as we become better and better at operating a business and have greater and greater means. Um, But also it was designed with maximizing people's retirement or people's retirement first and foremost. And then if there's other benefits to the company, great. We're not stupid. We're going to take advantage of those. But Mm -hmm. as long as our people are taken care of first and foremost, that's number one. And then we can talk about potential benefits. Yeah. So that's how it was created. Um, Again, did we knock it out of the park? No. Uh, We were somewhat, we didn't, we didn't have a million options like we've had with healthcare. I mean, healthcare Mm -hmm. is another one where if you're a small business, you don't have very many options. It's just kind of like this. But even as a small business with healthcare, we tried to choose the lowest deductible plan possible. And I, I would rather have uh, an HSA. And maybe we'll have an HSA, you know, in the coming year or two, mm-hmm. which I would prefer. Be far better for me as a single healthy male. But that's not good for you with family, yeah. you know, a family and two small children. Okay, so let's prioritize the people with small children because you're the one having to pay healthcare. Mm-hmm. I'm not really having to pay healthcare. So it doesn't really matter for me. Yeah. So that's where, I mean, not just 401k, but all of our benefits have really started is how can we make this with the little means we have right now, the absolute best possible situation for our people. So, so that to, I guess to summarize Mm -hmm. the reason why someone has to kick in 10% to get our 5% is to, uh, to, to create that behavior in which I'm taking ownership of my retirement. I am saving that 10%. The company is saying, Hey, we're happy you're saving for retirement. So we're going to give you a substantial sum of money on top of that. Yeah. And we don't have to. We don't have to, we don't have to kick that 5% in. That's not, that's not a requirement yeah. anywhere. So we can kick that 5% in, which is a substantial sum of money. That gets you to your 15%, which is substantially over that 12% target that you want to be at to live a, uh, a quality of life that you're used to today throughout your retirement. Do a lot of our partners who um, have full-time employees, do they have 401k programs? Is that pretty common? Um, it's, it's, it's not uncommon, but it is still hit or miss. Okay. I mean, because do a lot of those people, are they still hourly? Is that how some of that is set up? Yeah. Even if they get like tons and tons of hours? Yeah. Yeah, they're all hourly, but... Um, I mean, a lot of them, like if you're in union, in the union, for example, sure. you don't have a 401k, you have a pension, Yeah, um, which is, I have my opinions. Yeah. It's, a, it's um, own thing. Yeah. Uh, totally broken system. But mo, I mean, a lot of people do have 401ks, but the problem is, okay, sure. A company could offer a 401k program, but a lot of people don't take advantage of it. Because and in the short term, the you're, you know, you're not getting as big of a paycheck. It just feels like a tax. Exactly. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, I get that. But it's really in the best interest of the individual to be participating in that program, especially if the company's kicking in money. I mean, to get 5% of your salary, 5% a year, 
that doesn't sound like a ton of money, but over the course of 20, 30 years, and then that 5% is compounding within whatever- The whole time. The whole time, that could end up being millions and millions and millions and millions. Yeah. I think what's been like fascinating for me to learn as, um, as just like a professional person, um, as my income has grown over, you know, last 10 years that to me, um, talking about having a 401k, I remember like at one point I'm like, man, must be nice. Like when people would just like reference theirs. Mm -hmm. And now that I have one, I don't really think about it other than like- That's good. Yeah. That's like the point. You don't want to think about your 401k. But what I have found fascinating when I look back is like having a 401k like is like a, a, a- privileged like place to be where, you know, like I think there is, there's probably like a, an income um, level and that's different for everybody, but it, it just as we're talking about it and thinking about it, there is probably an income level where like it becomes like significantly harder to kick out that 10% because like you need that extra 10% if you're only making sure. $35,000 or what, whatever that is. Yeah. Um, so I just, I would say like for me, I'm very thankful that, you know, I work at a company that makes money in certain ways or can at least pay their people. Yeah. Um, so that I can, you know, focus on saving for my retirement because, you know, when I'm like playing in bands or, you know, bartending much earlier in my life, like those are things you can't do. No. And, um, I mean, if you're not putting money in your 401k right now, I highly recommend it. I do it just purely to serve as an example. I would not be putting that money in a 401k because I have a business and my money is far better off. Well, like you've talked about your retirement as a business. <laughs> yeah. My, yeah. I, I have a different retirement plan mm-hmm. and uh, I would, it's, it's, it's actually, it's kind of a waste to be putting it into a 401k because again, that money is more valuable to me within the company, mm-hmm. but I'm doing it to serve as a good example to everybody else. I'm within the 401k program. And honestly, if the younger you are, the more important it is for you to be involved in the 401k program, because that's how compounding works. That's how compounding works. And so um, I don't know if we talked about the example of Warren Buffett, if he had uh, started investing when he was 30, ended when he was 65. Mm-hmm. Did, I, did I talk about that? A little bit, podcast? you can hit it again. Well, so, so Warren Buffett, he started when he was 15 investing and uh, he's 90 years old today. He's worth, you know, $100 billion plus, whatever it is. I don't know what the hell his current market value is. Mm-hmm. But say he was a normal guy and said, ah, you know, I'm going to go to college and I'm going to hang out my career for a little bit and I'm going to start investing when I'm 30, which sounds pretty good. I mean, 30, that's pretty young. Cool. Mm-hmm. I'm going to start saving. And then 65 comes around. He says, I'm, I'm, I'm just about done. I'm going to retire, which is okay. Cool. No. Yeah. So he invested and exactly the same as he invested otherwise for those 35 years. But he didn't do before, he didn't do after. So he's worth $100 billion plus. If, if, if he only invested from 30 to 65, exact same, he'd only be worth about $12 million. Wow. But because he started the, you know, 15 years earlier, is yes. that kind of the... Mostly because of those earlier 15 years, because of compounding. Because mm-hmm. you see all of that benefit 30 years later, 40 years later. So if, especially if you're in your 20s, be thinking about 401k and I would be maxing that son of a bitch out and adjusting your, your cost of cost of life if possible to whatever you need to, to be putting that 10% in because yeah. we'll be putting in another five. That's 15%. That money's going to sit there and compound for 40 years. 
you're going to have a ton of money sitting there by the time you retire. And the cool thing is my dad, so he retired about 10 years ago. He has a pension from Deloitte. So Deloitte pays him every single year the rest of his life. Pretty good gig. Yeah. And, um, and I just, I just contradicted myself because I said pensions are broken. I'm talking unions. Yeah, yeah. This is a the, different kind the of biggest thing. professional services firm in the world. Um, so he gets, he gets paid out. He doesn't really need his 401k, but he was diligent about saving for his retirement. Mm-hmm. So he has this massive pot of money within his 401k. And he just bought this amazing car that's like his dream car from the money out of his 401k. <laughs> Which is typically not what your 401k is for, for most people. But he doesn't need it. Yeah. But that's pretty cool. Mm-hmm. To, okay, sure. Maybe you don't even need that retirement money. Or maybe you work because you enjoy it or whatever it is. Yeah. Or, you know, the, the company does hit a big and you, you do come into some money. It wouldn't hurt to just have another pot of money sitting around for whatever you want to use it for yeah. upon your retirement. So you can actually live and enjoy your retirement. That's pretty cool. And to see him just loving his life, late 60s, just doing whatever the hell he pleases. Turning his phone off for the month of December. Turning his phone off for the month of December. <laughs> driving his nice car around because he worked his ass off, saved up the money, is now enjoying it. That's super cool. Yeah. It's really, really cool to see. Well, that's like a, just a, a great example of, um, you know, there, there are lots of different ways that you can make that uh, you know, like early investment in your life means something, you know, later down the line. Yeah. It's cool. So yeah, highly recommend saving for retirement. If you're not, I would try to figure it out because it is within, it, it's in your best interest, mm-hmm. obviously. Cool. Um, well, Andrew, thanks for reaching out and talking about 401k stuff. Um, I would say that's probably not a, a question I like asked when it happened. It was sort of like, okay, well, that sounds like what we're doing. And so I, I want to invest in my 401k. And that was kind of the end of it. So I think it's, it is valuable to have people who are not in the decision-making part of that process ask questions like that. I think that's great. No, that's a, a fantastic question. Yeah. And th- with this stuff, I do really try to think about it. Mm-hmm. I really try to be intentional about it. I really try to stress test it. I really try to approach it from what is best for our people with everything. Like yep. I'm working through the internal you know, Dan, Randy, and I, we sat at dinner for a few hours the other night, you know, Friday night in North Dakota. And we spent a lot of that dinner talking about the internal uh, equity plan we're, we're trying to put together and what is best for our people and how can we get them to the dollars that to us, to what we think could change people's lives completely. Yeah. And so it's, it's with everything. I mean, we spend a lot of time thinking through, like thinking this office through, thinking insurance through, thinking 401k through, thinking um, uh, onboarding, you know, thinking, recruiting, everything that has to do with our people. I try to just really, really think it through because without our people and, and without taking care of our people, then we don't have anything else. So if I'm not taking care of those things, our people aren't taken care of, then they're not going to take care of our business. Then we're not going to be able to serve our missions or spirit world, whatever. Well, and, and you know, part of like, you know, making the dirt world a better place is helping companies like understand taking care of your people is a great investment. Yeah. And so we can't, we can't be, you know, encouraging our partners and companies we, we work with to like focus on that sort of investment in their people. If we're not putting our money where our mouth is. Sure. So, and, and are we perfect at it? No, no. We're, we're a long ways off from where I would like to be, but we're doing our best with 
what we have today. Yep. We're still a startup. That's just the reality. Mm-hmm. We're not the federal government. We're not Apple with hundreds of billions of dollars in cash. We're a startup business trying to scrape our way to building something. And uh, we're doing our best. Well, it's been fun. And um, I look forward to kind of seeing where we go this next year, 2022, baby. Super. Well, everybody, thanks for listening. Andrew, that was a, a fabulous question. Yep. So thanks for sending that in. Um, if anybody else has uh, uh, questions or thoughts, topics we should discuss or ideas for Alex on how to provide you all with more value, uh, we would love to hear that from you. And and by, by we, it'll go to Alex and I won't see any of it. Mm-hmm. And I'll just continue to be doing this, <laughs> wondering if I'm having any kind of impact whatsoever. Sure. So send everything to alex at buildwith.com. Uh, And with that, we'll see you on the next internal podcast. Stay dirty, everybody. Bye.